One of the great aspects that make a Space Marine so nice to look at, both model-wise and story-wise, is its armor. And the Space Marine armor had quite a few iterations until we reach this point we're in. So let's look at some of those old versions as spoken upon, spoken upon, that sounds weird, as said in the Age of Darkness rulebook. We'll be going through like the first six marks and maybe at some point we'll do 7, 8 and then 10, but I'm not a fan of Primaris, so that might never happen. Let's begin with the first mark. Mark 1 is not really a Space Marine armor as it more falls in line with the Thunder Warriors, with the Emperor's first project to create a legion of superhuman soldiers. Still, after that we got the Space Marines and since then we started with Mark II Power Armor. And here's where the story gets nice. Let's begin. Mark II Crusader Armor. Mark II was the epitome of Space Marine Power Armor, a void-sealed and radiation-shielded suit of battleplate able to withstand an unprecedented degree of punishment. It was able to function effectively for days, if not weeks, without resupply, and housed an advanced sensory and communication array. However, the true strength of Power Armor is in the interference of connections it shares with the black carapace implanted between the skin of Space Marine. Space Marines allowing the armor to synchronize with their reflexes. So successful was Crusader armor that all subsequent, subsequent forms of power armor would build upon the template of advances, advantages it established. Excuse me. At the height of the Great Crusade, Mark II was predominantly many millions of suits being manufactured on Mars and elsewhere for services in the legions. For the greater part of the two centuries for which the Great Crusade waged, Mark II plate was synonymous with the Legionis Astartes. The Imperium and the Imperial Truth, even though the mortal... Wait. Uh, this one's... Yeah, maybe I'm too stupid. Let me redo this one, okay? For the greater part of the two centuries for which the Great Crusade waged, Mark II plate was synonymous with the Legionis Astartes. Oh, the Imperial Truth and the Imperium. Even though the moral, mortal multitudes of the Imperial Army outnumbered the transhuman space marines a thousand times over, it was the grim visage of the Mark II helm that was at once the sum of all fears and all hopes to the scattered tribes of humanity, depended on whether they choose to oppose or to welcome the coming of the expeditionary fleets. By the closing decades of the Great Crusade, Mark IV power armor had supplanted Mark II in many legions, but several factors converged to keep it in service long beyond the point when the new Mark might have rendered it obsolete. One is a simple matter of logistics, with larger writ large upon the galactic scale, with legions which had presented the furthest into the outer, uh, outer darkness forced to draw upon existing reserves of Mark II simply because newer patterns had yet to reach them in great quantities. Certain legions retained Mark II for its reliability and for its history of service, unwilling to trust the newer patterns. Yet another reason reveals the great web of the War Master's treachery. In allocating new resources and technologies, Horus supplied first and foremost those legions which he favored, 
securing in his dark genius stockpiles of arms and armor in preparations for protected war for a protected war in which lines of supply would be bitterly contested. This is a very nice looking model of power armor in my opinion. If you look at it, you will see that it resembles closely Mark III. And there are a bunch of figures for Mark III. One of the interesting designs is that Mark II power armor couldn't move its neck. It couldn't really move left to right. Which, if I am correct, would be corrected with Mark III. Mark IV also has... I mean, excuse me. Mark II also has an interesting thing where the thighs that come... The, that go into the torso have these openings that look more like rubber and something like that to connect things. Well, Mark III has advanced upon it and has proper plating for the ties. It also has the same rubber thing going into the half of its torso. It's an interesting design and it seems really nice and reliable. What's also interesting is that if I'm correct, the only Mark II power armor you can get for Space Marines is basically through that models through the ages where you even get one Thunder Warrior. Unfortunately, I'm pretty mixed bag upon it since I think it comes in resin. It would be nice to see Mark II. Oh, that must have hurt. It, it would be nice to see Mark II power armor into the Horus Heresy, and I think it's a wasted opportunity opportunity to not bring back some of those old marks especially those that we don't really know much about since if i'm correct the game only started with mark 3 and mark 4 with tartaros terminators and cataphracti terminators so it would be nice to get some older parts of the horus heresy i know that they're going for more newer stuff with the whole imperial fists versus sons of horus but it would be nice to get some proper models for Mark II, especially since it looks so much like Mark III, to be honest. And speaking about Mark III, let's look at Mark III, also known as Iron Armor. Both of these armors, Mark II and Mark III, can be considered bucket helmet armor. The same bucket helmet you would see in some medieval jousts, where you would expect to have low visibility, but there was pretty good visibility on them. Anyway, I'm... Diverging from the point. Mark III, Iron Armor. Iron Armor is a specialized up-armored variant of Mark II plate. In general, where whatever Mark II was in heavy use, large stocks of Mark III would never invariably be found as well. Yet even in those legions which displayed a predilection for later marks, Iron Armor found use in the role for which it was primarily conceived, that of heavy frontal assault. Mark III... Mark... Mark III... Mark III was deployed primarily for ship-to-ship -ship boarding assaults and conflicts which took place in the other zones mortalis, such as underground fortress bunkers, the bowels of hive cities, or tunnel arcologies. The heavy armor plating affixed to the front facing of Mark III armor was I ideal for such cramped confines, where maneuverability and speed matter less than sheer durability. There were many legions which displayed the marked preference for this pattern over the others, even after the newer marks had become available. In particular, the Imperial Fists and Death Guard were known, for, were known to favor Mark III armor, finding it especially suited for the grinding and restless, relentless war zones of siege operations, boarding actions, and hostile environments in which they were marked proficient, markedly proficient. 
Other legions too, such as the Space Wolves and Dark Angels, are known to have made particular use of Mark III, perhaps because its bellicose nature matched their own, as much as any specific tactical or strategic necessity. Mark III armor is what you can really buy for like 20 apiece, the same with Mark IV. I really like Mark III, I kinda like most of these old ones. I like Mark III very much, it has this very unique design to it, and it really speaks as Mark II to a greater age, if you think about it. The Death Guard in Imperial Fist still use this in Horus Heresy, and you kinda know this during the whole Flight of the Eisenstein book, where you know that the Death Guard are still using it, they're using Mark III while you have Emperor's Children in Mark IV. Well, that's during the meeting Horus has with the other Primarchs before Ishvan III. Still, it, it's very nice armor. In my opinion, it's very good. The book portrays it as yellow. Not a big fan of the yellow part. Mark III is also something very interesting because some important characters, some main characters for certain legions, like Chapter Master Alderon for the Blood Angels or Lord Commander Eidolon, still use a variation of Mark III. Now that might be considered artificial armor, so something unique, but it seems to be based in Mark III. Or that's what I observed by going at the Forge World store and deciding, you know what, let's see what characters I can kitbash out of normal Mark VI Space Marines. Unfortunately, not all of them are as representative as their counterparts. But Mark III still has a nice base into it, and I think Mark III can be used for to do very nice conversions. Especially when you look at the old console and Praetor, if I remember. I think the console came in Mark III, but then again you could also say it was because back then the game also only had Mark III and Mark IV and the Terminator variants. Nevertheless, let's go on with Mark IV, Maximus Armor, which is a nice looking armor, and the helmet for the Maximus Armor resembles very much the Mark X helmet of the Primaris. So that's the only good thing I can say about the Primaris. Mark IV, Maximus Armor. Intended to be the exemplar of power armor, Maximus Armor provided greater agility to its wearer without sacrificing the durability of Mark II power armor. Mark IV was in mass production at the time the Horus Heresy broke out, and so had been issued to every single legion. With the benefit of hindsight, however, it is evident that the bulk of Maximus' armor stocks had been diverted to those legions the Warmaster anticipated would follow him into treachery. The better, it is assumed, to equip, yeah, to be, to equip them for, rigor, for the rigors of war he planned to unleash. Of note, the Warmaster's own legion, the Sons of Horus, made use of great quantities of Mark IV armor, along with the World Eaters, Night Lords, and Thousand Sons, who might have ostracized, who might have been ostracized from official supply chains, but for Horus's granted boon. At the on, at the onset, outset, at the outset of the Horus Heresy, Maximus armor was perhaps the most common pattern in use though this was short-lived as even the huge stocks of Mark IV issued to the, traitor, to the traitors in, preparations for the, uh, in preparation for the war could not withstand the sheer destruction wrought through the long years of the Great Heresy. In time, the other marks would come to replace it, 
particularly as many of its advanced components were incompatible with those of older marks, and as such could not be recycled as parts of battlefield repairs or combined with new suits. This is... I would really say... How should I put this? This is an interesting mark of armor. As I said, the helmet is resembles that of the Primaris, or the Primaris helmet resembles that of the Maximus armor. But it really is getting close to that point where we're getting to Mark 7 power armor, to Mark 8, you know, the things we had on Firstborn in uh, 40k. It even comes with the, the chest plate, who is a circle or a hexagon strapped with some iron chains, braces, whatever. On it is also found very heavily in the Mark 7, Mark 8 normal space tactical space marines armor. And that really helps building a Horus Heresy army, trust me. The more of those you can get from the tactical squad of Firstborn, the better it is. I'm pretty much like it. It's a big deviation when compared to Mark II and Mark III. And it really speaks of another age. In fact, I would say the difference between Mark III and Mark IV is what really breaks them apart. It was what breaks the Great Crusade and the era of the Imperium and its greatness apart. Because on one hand, you have Mark II and Mark III who seem these huge, clunky things but are still powerful and good for war and they're amazing. Many legions still using them. And then comes Mark IV. And by the time Mark IV gets properly distributed to lead to the legions, you already have the Horus Heresy happening. At that point, there's nothing else you could do about it. And I like how this... They're completely different. While Mark II and Mark III are similar in ways with small differences, Mark IV is a huge deviation from the norm of the other two. And I think that helps more with the whole breakout between the greatness of the Imperium and the constant war that would follow. I really like this pattern, this way of breaking things like this, because you can look at the glory of the past and it seems rigid and solid, but there was something great there. And then you look at the current times, and the current times are filled with heresy and horrors deciding to destroy everything. I really like that, and it's a nice addition and a nice change. I'm not sure if this was properly thought out by Games Workshop once they've done it, to make the split apart be so noticeable. But I really think it, hel think it helps, and I really think it does a great service to the horse heresy overall. Now that we're at this point, and there's not really that many marks left, I'm going to show for myself and tell you to subscribe to me on YouTube where we do these this constantly. We also do a bunch of other stuff. We talk about lore more generally and from different niches and points and also do news on the channel. That's Tergor you have heard, Antediluvian King. Or you can just search it with Tergor and it should come up. Just go with Tergor, trust me. I always change the thing after Tergor. Now let's look at another... I'm sorry, the image for this one in the book is... Kind of funny. I always find this mark funny, especially the way they depicted it here. It would be nice to have models for this. <laughs> for this image specifically. Because it looks so funny. Oh my. The next one is Mark 4. No, excuse me, Mark 5. And Mark, mark 5 
has the name of heresy armor and you'll understand pretty much why mark 5 heresy armor the designation mark 5 was retrospective was a retrospective one intended to describe a broad class of ad hoc extracts and field modified power armor that was ever great that was that saw ever greater use as the Horus heresy progressed due to the difficulty many space marine companies had in obtaining replacement suits for those irreparably damaged in battle. Many such suits were scavenged as parts from battlefield casualties or taken as the spoils of war. As well as this improvised pattern records, records show that there was a production Mark V that the legions were able to manufacture in their own forges, or else otherwise obtain, or else otherwise obtain, falling back on common designs for parts that had specific cross compatibility, particularly based on prototype armor types that were circulating amongst the legions for testing. In essence, the most common and recognizable form of Mark V power armor was a stabilized hybrid of elements of Mark IV and Mark VI, which could be locally manufactured or obtained from extant, extant stocks, and which could be maintained even in the face of the extreme lack of supply. Every legion made use of heresy armor in the heat of the dark Age of Darkness. Reliance on Mark V power armor was most prevalent in those detachments and legions far removed from their home worlds were isolated from resupply, such as the Iron, Iron Hands excuse me, and Salamanders amongst the shattered legions in the wake of the Ishvan massacre, and amongst those who were most rapidly inducting new space marines into their ranks. Oh boy. And this, it doesn't mention here, but Mark IV power armor has an interesting tidbit. They use some material and some fusion thing to create a stronger armor by having these beads upon it. And those beads would be useful and help. In fact, it, this is an invention for Mark V that would move on to Mark VI. And it would be kind of an important deal to have them even on Mark VII and VIII. They are a pretty, thing, pretty interesting design and they look very good. You can see that all Mark VI models for the Age of Darkness have those studded shoulder pads. And that's what I'm referring to. That's the technology they have. And gotta be honest with you, it's pretty nice and I like that design. I, I really like it. I think it gives a lot of personality to the armor. I think it would have been better if it just stick if it just stuck with uh, Mark V and not bring it to Mark VI. Then you can have it in Mark's Mark's what seven and eight as these unique things since most of the marks you use in what was it forty K for the firstborn is kind of heresy armor combinations of other types of armors and you can see this in your normal tactical box. I really should get as many of those as I can before they take them out. But that's a different point. There's also, while reading these, there's also something interesting. They have little tidbits, I guess, of lore under the image of the power armor. And for Mark V, they have every legion made use of Mark V pattern power armor at some point. In particular, those that operated far from convenient lines of resupply, such as the Alpha Legion. In the years following the Ishvan atrocity, the Raven Guard Salamanders and Iron Hands were forced to rely on it extensively for want of resources. So it's basically reiterating what you already read before. The image for this one is an Alpha Legion, of course, 
but I can I can't help but stare at his studded helmet and how funny it looks. Now you might see something interesting in Mark V, which is a commonality that I think got introduced so people can play. How should I say it? So people can play with their firstborn space marines into the horse heresy, and that's the breeder mask. The breeder mask is a very interesting addition. It won't come up in Mark VI, though, unfortunately. For that, we have the beaky heads. That's where they originated from. It doesn't come up in that, but I, it's an interesting addition. When I look at this picture with its studded helmet and his breeder mask, I can't help but think it looks a little bit goofy. It, it, it just looks funny. I know they're supposed to be striking, imposing, but Mark II, Mark III, Mark IV, and I think even Mark VI managed to do this better in their design than Mark V did, especially in the way they portrayed it in the book. Nevertheless, let's go for Mark VI, the one that brought us the famous Beakies, those helmets that I fell in love with when I first got my Blood Angels Tactical Squad box. And one of those boxes, one of those helmets, that I still enjoy to this day. I even put one on the Primaris at some point to make it more likable. It didn't help. Now, let's leave my hatred for Primaris aside and look at Mark VI, Corvus Armor. Yes, it's on the notes. Corvus Armor, which entered the service just before the outbreak of the Horus Heresy, was equipped with advanced auto-sensory technology and a more efficient power distribution system than Mark IV. Prototype, arm prototype forms of Mark VI armor were in circulation among many legions during the Great Crusade with varying success. The Iron Warriors famously rejected the pattern in favor, in favor of heavier armor. Many of the first suits, which were evacuated from the Martian schisms, schism, were issued to the Raven Guard, who favored them for their lightweight and stealthy profile. The Alpha Legion II is believed to have obtained an early schema for the production of Mark VI armor and used it widely from the onset of the Horus Heresy. By the later stages of the Age of Darkness, Mark VI was in wide use. Throughout almost every legion, for both sides were able to call upon forge worlds in possession of the imprints to manufacture it. By the time of the Siege of Terra, Mark VI was fast becoming the most numerous pattern in service, seeing significant use among the Imperial Fist and Blood Angels legions as they, were, as they prepared for the defense of Terra and on the traitor side it was worn en masse by the Emperor's children during the Siege of Terra. In the closing days of the Siege of Terra, the Loyalists would introduce yet another mark of power armor, Mark VII Aquila armor, with... Uh, uh, where am I, why is it so hard to read? This variant had its roots in developmental work undertaken in the last few years of the Horus Heresy, and was little more than experimental, even when it entered limited service. In the great scouring that followed, it would be Mark VI and Mark VII, which would enter mass distribution amongst the, the loyalists. But such grim tales are the perverse of another preserves, yeah, are the preserve, preserves of another volume. Mark VI is an interesting one. I really like it. It, it. it mentions Mark VII here, which I wasn't expecting to see Aquila armor being brought up on this one, to be honest. But it's still interesting that they brought it up, since this kind of opens the way for you to use your normal firstborn in the Horus Heresy. They've kind of done this a lot with a bunch of things. It's still interesting to see it. It's a good opening way to get into the Horus Heresy. 
if you have some firstborn units, and then you can add the rest of your... I was about to say Primaris, the rest of your Horus Heresy army. What can I say? I hope Corvus armor is probably one of my favorites. It's You can easily find it in the Age of Darkness box. That's where you get it from. That's where you get your mass Mark VI power armor distribution among your legions or your enemies. Who knows? Maybe you want to play against another legion. Overall, I think this power armor is good and it's really fitting in my opinion when you think that legions like the Raven Guard use it. You know, Corvus armor, their Primarchs, Primarch is called Corvus Corax, the Raven. You get it, you get it. It's on the nose with that one, but still it is pretty interesting. And I, I think of all my favorites, I really like Mark III the most. Because there's something to the bulkiness of it. And I would say I also like Mark II, but I never had models of Mark II ever. And, you know, they don't really exist that much. So, can't really say about that, but I really enjoyed Mark III. Quite a lot, in fact. I, I really like its design and the way it's used and how it looks and how it feels to paint. There is something uniquely different when you paint a Mark III power armor Space Marine compared to an Aquila armor, something from Mark VII or Mark VIII, it just really feels better in a different way. It just feels different. It looks different. But what do I know? Anyway, I hope you enjoy this, and I'll see you in the next one.